Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things Xtina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. Anywhere but here. And that's going up against... Infatuation. Well, before we get into it, I would just like to apologise that there has not been a new episode in a few weeks. I have been a very busy man, and life has just been a bit crazy. So, we're all good, we're cool, let's carry on. We've only got a few episodes left. Let's do this. So, we've got a song that probably not a lot of people know about, which is why I do this podcast in the name of Education Tina. Um, And that's going up against a song that harkens Christina's roots and tells a true story from her perspective. So, let's get on with the show and first start talking about Anywhere But Here. So, this is a song that was released in 2015 as part of the soundtrack to Finding Neverland, Songs from the Broadway Musical. Um, So, this was a musical that was adapted from the book The Man Who Is Peter Pan by Alan Nee, and its 2004 film version, Finding Neverland, which starred Johnny Depp and Kate Winslet in the leading roles. And this album... Um, had lots of interpretations of the songs from the musical, uh, not only from Christina, but artists such as John Legend, Jennifer Lopez, John Bon Jovi, to name a few. Big, big stellar cast there on that album, um, and Christina contributed to it. Um, So the musical itself, just a little bit of background, that actually opened in Broadway in March 2015, and it finished its run in August 2016, and then it went on sort of a a national US tour uh, before it sort of uh, stopped and the musical is about the Peter Pan creator J.M. Barry. so he's the author of the books that a lot of people know Peter Pan from the animated Disney film um, but uh, people may not realise that it was based on a book by J.M. Barry. Uh, and this sort of explores his life and how he came about with um, you know the Peter Pan idea and how sort of that represented him and his character um, so in the original Broadway musical it the actor um, who played J.M. Barry was Matthew Morrison, who people may know from Glee or in the UK, he is also known as one of the uh, sort of judges um, on a reality show called The Greatest Dancer, which is about finding, um, you know, uh, the next big dance troupe. Um, But he was um, in the original Broadway cast and he actually is the one that performs this song anywhere but here as the opening number in the musical um and then christina has um covered it for the album and as always when it comes to covers where we have spoken about this before on this podcast she has made the song her own here with her own interpretation um and it sort of recalls the many emotional piano ballads that she's recorded throughout her career um prior to this you know we've got the ones from stripped um which um are a lot more sort of um 
a lot less musical sounding, a lot less pedestrian, um, all, all the way to ones from uh, Lotus, um, which was 2012, a few years before the release of Anywhere But Here, um, which a lot of people may argue that the, the music on there is a lot more sort of pop forward and, and a little bit more pedestrian there. Um, so it does very sort of much fall in line with the rest of the... Ha! Huh, fall in line. It, it does very much fall in with the rest of the... Um, the ballads um you know we, it's classic christina performance here um and also we've got that disney link as well being from you know peter pan it's not necessarily a disney endorsed musical because it's more based on a book um and um the film sort of from that book um so there's not really a disney link there per se but it's interesting how peter pan has got that disney link and so does christina having started in the mickey mouse club and uh, done a lot of work for disney sort of throughout her career and is also a disney legend so um yeah very interesting so the song itself was written by elliot kennedy and gary barlow and it was produced by gary barlow so that is a name that some of you may or may not be familiar with Gary Barlow, but he is one of the members of the immensely popular British boy band Take That, who have had hits such as Back for Good, Patience Shine, Relight My Fire, the list goes absolutely on. Um, and they were very big in the 90s, but had a very big resurgence in popularity when they reunited in 2006. I mean, at least every Brit listening to this will have heard of them. You may have heard of them in America. I'm not sure how well they've done in America, but um, you know, the biggest Take That follower. But Gary Barlow is still a big name in the UK. He has made appearances on a lot of television shows. He's had his own reality TV show called Let It Shine. Um, he was a judge on the UK version of The X Factor, which was a massive, massive, massive in this country. And he was a judge on there for a good few years. Um, still releases um, stuff with Take That and still tours in the UK. So very, very big name um, when it comes to um, songwriting as well. He's written songs for a lot of artists and, of course, Christina being one of them. But Gary Gary Barlow did a lot of work for the musical as well, um, and which is why he has written this song. Um, so back to anywhere but here, um, I digress. Um, so it turns out that Christina actually missed the Grammys that year, um, in the year that it was released, in order to meet a deadline for a soundtrack, which it turns out it was this song. Uh, I mean, totally worth it, because this song is beautiful and it's stunning, and the Grammys have paid her dust for a while now, given how talented she is. I mean, don't get me started, as I will sidetrack here and step on my soapbox again, and we know I sidetrack and... We're here to listen about facts about songs and things like that. But yeah, the Grammys have recently anyway have paid her dust. I mean, I know she was awarded Best New Artist and she was a bit of a golden girl right at the beginning of her career. And, you know, very, very thankful for that. But there has been many times and many stuff that Christina has released and has submitted for consideration at the Grammys that they haven't actually picked up on it. And they've picked up on stuff that I, in my opinion, wouldn't necessarily be as worthy um but hey maybe that's just my biased hat talking i did say i was going to get on my soapbox and sidetrack so let's <laughs> get back with talking about things so as we've heard when it comes to anywhere but here the song is this beautiful piano ballad that has this sort of very stunning haunting like melody and it almost exudes this very childlike innocence as well um you know with peter pan actually being you know the boy that never grows up um it very much falls in line with what the character's about um so you can see why this is sort of starting the musical as well i suppose because it, it sort of sets the scene as well um but there's also this sort of lushness to the song i don't know if that's 
because of the cover or or what what the issue is there but it, it's sort of the strings that that accompany this piano it just adds another layer of it and lends itself to that musical vibe um you know you can tell by listening to the song it's definitely a song that comes from that comes from a musical um but then there's also this youthfulness attached to it which is like i said what the the story of peter pan is about um but i do love that this is another song that is you know classic christina and it really showcases what her voice can actually do you know it starts off very delicate very light and then towards the end of the song she lets us really have it with this strong ad-libs that we are so accustomed to with signature christina so it shows a lot of different sides of her vocals you know the delicate side and and the softer side and then the Side that most people know and the general public know Christina for, which is this absolute belter and, um, you know, reaching all those high notes and really soaring. Um, but I've always had this visualisation that Christina would be absolutely epic when it comes to a musical. There was this project that she was attached to, I think it was a Harvey Weinstein one, uh, which was the 4D musical um, rendition of Evita. Now, of course, we all know what happened to Harvey Weinstein, but let's not go there. Um, but she was um, going to sing these sort of classic songs as performed by Madonna um, when she did Evita, um, you know, Don't Cry For Me Argentina, these iconic songs that Madonna's known for when she sort of portrayed this role, but this project never came to fruition and we don't know why it was going to happen, it was not going to happen, it was there, it wasn't there, there was funding, there was, I don't know. To cut a long story short, um, it never happened, but you know, I mean, if someone does know what happened, let me know. I would love to love to know about it. It'll be great. Um, but like I said, she would be really, really good without being biased here. And she really could. She has the talent to be an EGOT. And what I mean by EGOT is EGOT, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar and Tony. I mean, she could do it. There are a lot of acts that have come very close to it. Um, a lot of very talented people that have come very close to it as well. Um, but I, I really think that she could really do it. And, and Christina... You know, a lot of people have said this about Christina. She is more than just CDs and she is more than just, you know, streaming. She, you know, you see her on places like the, the I think Steve Anton said it when when they were promoting burlesque. You know, you see her on the big screen and you see that she's made for more than just selling CDs. And, and, and I agree. I think, you know, she's got that talent to, to sort of pursue that. But we love Christina, whatever she does and whatever she wants to do and whatever she's happy with we're all good we're all good um so let's talk about favorite parts and favorite lyrics um so my favorite part is i mean you know i'm a sucker for a middle eight so there i go again with that middle eight love but you all know by now that i am absolutely in love with a middle eight when it's very very good and and here i like the magic quality that it shows and that darkness that creeps in as well and then we get christina's delicate voice and you know it just makes it sound like you know gather round children and I will tell you a story I don't know why it was in that accent but you know you get my drift but I, I like that sort of storytelling vibe to it it's really really cool um my favorite lyric I actually really like the title lyric by closing my eyes I am anywhere but here it just shows that your imagination can take you anywhere um to a better place to escape from the world and the harshness of reality um it's just very very nice it's very simple very straight to the point but it just shows that that is actually what it is and and, and that's that so yeah very very magical sounding ballad very very youthful um has that very sp that sprinkled throughout and very very musical vibe as well so that's anywhere but here so let's look at the song that it's up against which is infatuation 
So, Infatuation, this is track number six, as it appears on the track listing from Stripped, which was released in 2002. Uh, and this song was written by Christina, Scott Storch and Matt Morris. Um, so, this is, you know, one of the big songs from Stripped. It was produced by Scott Storch and it had vocal production from Christina and E. Dork. Um, yeah, like I said, very, very big, big song um, from Stripped. It wasn't a single, but you're a Christina fan, you will know this song like the back of your hand. It is a song that is very, very loved amongst the fans. Um, it was actually um, released as a promotional single in Spain in 2003, towards the end of the album era. I suppose this is just to keep selling albums and, um, you know, when a song reaches the end of an era, when the album reaches an end of an era, it is sometimes in that that day and age it was sort of um, a common practice for labels to push random album tracks in different territories just to sort of help promote the album or when they were touring or something like that we saw it happen with back to basics as well with oh mother and slow down baby so yeah it's another thing that was happening there from good old rca um but this song actually was one of the first tasters we probably got from stripped as christina debuted this song when she performed this at the winter olympics early in 2002 before the album was released um and uh, you know we sort of heard it and we got a little bit of a vibe of what the song was actually about um so this song actually has a very very huge latin vibe and it's very flamenco inspired um this very much harkens to her roots uh, as we know christina's dad is ecuadorian so she has that half latin in her and she has really sort of sprinkled um latin vibes and latina music throughout her career not only um from the spanish album which was released a year before 2002 in 2001 which is called me Flejo, um but then we've also got um you know um latin vibes through the other albums uh, so we've got like there's new the day which was on bionic um and then we've got um you know some latin collaborations that she's done uh, with like people like ricky martin um and then um, for more recently where we've got um the latin music that christina has been releasing um as we know we're going to have this these chapters that are coming um, in the next year in, in 2022 but we've had Bami Muchachas and Somos Nada out already my Spanish is getting better people um, so um, we love it we love it um, but yeah this song is um, very very personal to Christina not really like a lot of Mira Flejo um, you know, that, that work was a lot of it was you know written for her um, or it was literal Spanish translations from um the English versions from the debut album, uh, which was a few of the songs on there. So this song is a very, very personal song because it's, it's about a true story and it's about her first love and how it's, how it's made her feel and all the emotions that she has had to embrace and go through and sort of what's going through her mind. Um, the song on the album is preceded by the Primer Amor interlude, which shows Christina speaking Spanish um, and talking about her first love over this sort of soundscape, which sounds a bit like a bar, um, you know, with like freestyle acoustic guitar it's very very latin sounding now for the non-spanish speakers you may be like wtf is she saying so i've been a good christina fan and translated it using the power of google translate <laughs> and in my best christina impression i will do premier and more but in english so i will tell you a story how a puerto rican stole my heart i've never loved that way again maybe i never will it's the story of my first love. He was good looking with big deep brown eyes, a dancer. Together we lost ourselves in the rhythm of love. This is how it started. <laughs> I mean, if everyone's turned off, 
sorry please listen to the rest of the episode but yes <laughs> um so a dancer as we may have heard in the lyrics so this is actually the story infatuation um and the in the interlude as well this is the story about christina's love with george santos who was one of her backup dancers in the debut era uh, and we can see him in the come on over baby video um he is very much up in front and center in that video with her uh, they dated for two years and then they split up and that was the last we heard of that or was it Turns out that the song was also inspired by Christina's very hurtful realisation that her boyfriend was also gay. So during an appearance on RuPaul's Drag Race season 10 in 2018, in the after show Untucked, the singer sort of went backstage, spoke to all the contestants, um, all the drag queens, and she actually said to them, it was heartbreaking because I found out he played for your team and not mine. Um, and there was lots of cheering, lots of screaming. One of the contestants actually interjected by saying that you know, he's going to see this, he's going to be mad. Christina said, I hope so. Um, I mean, we know Christina's a very big supporter of the LGBTQ community and has been throughout her career. Um, and, uh, you know, she has spoken very highly, um, you know, of, of the community. Uh, but this is actually excellent. I mean, I hope they're still friends or either in touch. That would be really, really cute. Um, but yes, Infatuation is about George Santos and um, how that relationship was. So let's talk about favourite parts and favourite lyrics. Uh, my favourite part is the I can't hold back no more, let's go tonight with the ad-libs and then ramping it up on the Latin flavour. Just absolute bliss. I know it's the middle eight again and I'm a middle eight sucker, but deal with it, bitches. Um, my favourite lyric, um, Mama used to warn me to beware those Latin lovers. Um, this harks back to Christina's mum, Shelley, and her father, Fausto. Um, we know that was a very, very abusive relationship. We, you know she explored that on a lot of songs um from stripped and also going forward and you know her mum's advising her not to make the same mistakes that she did because you know she fell for a latin lover and ended up in a situation that she did not want to end up where she felt like her life was in danger and her kids lives were in danger um and you know it's very heartfelt and and she has many many tracks dedicated to her mother as well um but to have that dropped in a song about her first love it's just it's a very lovely vulnerable and personal touch and it's almost like it's almost like we're reading a diary entry here um when it comes to infatuation because there's all these thoughts going through her mind and it's like you know if you've ever if you ever had this when you were younger and something's happened and you're just writing all your thoughts out in your diary it, it literally that's what it feels like but because we've got this latin vibe to it and this latin touch to it it just it uh, it's just very very like not them saying our diaries aren't sophisticated but it just adds this sophisticated class to it and it really uh, you know looking at stripped as well knowing that the songs are very personal to christina most of them on there this actually is probably up there with the most personal song i mean a lot of people think that that's i'm okay because of you know the whole exploring the abuse that christina's had in the past but this is actually also very very personal because she's dropping stuff in there that you wouldn't really hear her talking about now she doesn't very isn't very isn't open about her private life anymore which is good because you know that's her and she wants to do that and she needs to keep that away from the public eye and i really respect her for that but the fact that we sort of have a, a sight into it and and see what it's like and how she was being young and naive and in love it's it's just great it's very vulnerable very personal and and it makes you just really draw towards her as an artist um as we know she did perform this at the closing ceremony in the 20, 2002 winter olympics but it was also um a staple on the strip tour where she included it as part of a latin influence segment with songs from mira flejo like fatas and barasas um she also performed it at the mardi gras in 2003 but also she has more uh, recently performed it in 2021 in a private event in new york which what looked like a wedding i mean that lucky couple 
couple getting listening to Infatuation with her more rich tone and Christina getting those album cuts in instead of the same usual set list. Oh, love it. But there is a minute clip floating about it on YouTube and she sounds amazing with the new tone and, you know, as we know, Christina's voice has deepened as, as her career has gone on, which, you know, it adds that great richness to it and it just sounds absolutely va- amazing like it's just superb Uh, like i said this definitely is a fan favorite but you know let me know what songs you'd like to see christina perform live that she hasn't really performed because this is one of them it would be very very interesting to hear your thoughts um but infatuation big fan favorite we love the latin vibe um those people that are saying oh christina's only just recently revisit revisiting her latin roots with the the new music that she's been releasing this year um you know, look back, look back at songs like Infatuation, look back at Nobody Wants To Be Lonely, look back at Mira Flejo, she's been doing this throughout her career, and also, you know, we've got there's Nina Dale Barnick, she's collaborated with Spanish artists since, uh, you know, she she's never forgotten her Latin flavour, and she's always had something that is Latin based on her tours, um, you know, be it more recently with the experience where it's there's nude day um where the the latin bit in in stripped um you know there's there's always been something there where it's it's shown that you know she has that connection and and she's proud of it and that's all there is to it she would she wouldn't have aguilera as her surname you know she'd change it and make a pen name like lots of other people have so you know it's 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 great that she is in touch with her roots so um we've heard about anywhere but here but and we've heard about infatuation but there can only be one winner so let's get that drum roll please and the winner is infatuation congratulations to infatuation I mean, I love it when Christina's soul-bearing. Infatuation is exactly that. It's a core slice from Stripped. The song has everything. Drama, vocals, level of extra that only Christina can deliver. Absolute hoot. Absolute fave of mine. Can't help my infatuation. And that was all out of key, but I don't care because I love infatuation. Um, So thanks again for listening. Um, Join us again for the next episode. We'll be looking at angst and closure versus a debut track with soul. I really appreciate that you've listened today. Thank you so much again. That is it for today's show. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe um, to the podcast on your streaming platform. Uh, Leave me comments and reviews. Check me out on Instagram and Twitter. The handle is at Xtina Track Battle. I would love to know what you think about today's podcast. um, And I'd love to know what you want from the future of Christina Aguilera Track Battle. Because as we said before not got many many battles left so let me know what you want to hear um thank you again for listening ta-ta